Hi guys, welcome to The Hard Curry, I'm your host Adam Fitch. As always with this series, I'll go through what's happened in the esports industry on the business side in the past week, explain what the hell has happened and explain why it matters or perhaps why it doesn't matter at all, but it's noteworthy in some way. So uh, last week was a quieter one because of the coronavirus and, and everything just kind of slowed down in the esports industry. Obviously a lot going on in terms of rescheduling and postponing and taking things online. But um, announcements were down a bit. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I kind of oversee everything going on. And yeah, it was it was a lot quieter. Whereas this week picked up quite a bit again. So people seemingly are now confident enough to be announcing partnerships and such. And, and that's really what we're going to look at. There is a couple... Uh, oh, there's one event-based thing, I guess, one 1.5 in a sense, which you'll see. But yeah, I'll cover four stories. You can see it on the overlay, which is that side. Uh it's all mirrored, it's very strange, but nonetheless, um, so I touched on Team Reciprocity, North American organisation, Canadian, um, last week, a little bit, uh, saying they were in the shit, and I think that's all I said, I, I haven't gone back and looked, but I believe that's all I said, I heard earlier in the day before they announced anything, that um, they were going bankrupt, and I, I don't know if that was true, that's certainly not been said by anything, uh, in any announcement or anything, by Chad Larson or the like from Reciprocity, or is only him now really, because literally what they've done is, scale back operations, released all players, basically released all staff, uh, except for um, a Crossfire franchise they own or co-own with the Chinese organization LGD Gaming and then their co-ownership of Rainbow 7, which is a Latin American League of Legends team. Uh, so they're only going to operate in those titles now and I don't even think they really have much operational say in it. They just slap their name on it and or like it's like co-branded, so they've slapped their their logo on it a bit and, and, and that's it by association they're kind of known and with a bit of dosh involved as well so yeah in in february i'm pretty sure i covered it in the, in this series um team reciprocity announced that it was planning a reverse takeover that would see it become a, a public company and i mean obviously with what's going on now the the economy is a bit fucked at the moment I'm, I'm certainly not in the best position to speak for all of that i've got a lot of reading to do during this quarantine self-isolating social distancing time you know where eventually hopefully i will understand investing and stock market stuff a lot better that's the plan anyway and then i can hopefully provide more depth to this series and, and other content that i produce on youtube and the audio platforms and even my writing you know but all I can say is I kind of see this as like one of the first casualties of esports and there are more to come. I, I tweeted about it in the week that I believe a consolidation is going to happen with organizations kind of merging. I'm aware that some offers are being flown out there to some decent organizations already. Can't name any names. I'm trying to not jeopardize anything for people at the moment. But the shit, shit's happening and people are worried about what's going on, understandably so. Um, a lot of these people, a lot of these organisations, if not all, were kind of operating at a minus anyway. So the fact that there's even less dosh coming in now to keep keep them afloat, it's it's a scary time, you know. And I'm, I don't want this to be a complete doom and gloom um, series, and and because that's what it'll turn if I just cover turn into. Sorry, if I just cover COVID, you know. But um, yeah, um, Team Reciprocity for now a bit fucked. Uh, it's um, it had a funding round planned and that fell through. Uh, that's my understanding on that, and and yeah, they've had to just kind of fire every fucker, or let go of every fucker, which is a, r a real shame, especially in today's climate as well. Like, it's never a good time to be let go of, but like, especially now, um, fingers are crossed that everyone lands on their feet. It's, it's more likely for the players and the staff members, I think, in a lot of cases, which is obviously really unfortunate. But yeah, my best wishes go out to all of them. Now we know fully what's going on. Um, I, I'll stay on top of this um, because I think it's an important one. 
especially with an organisation trying to go public and you can see the shit that, that's coming from it from partially bad timing and, and partially questioning whether it's the right decision. But nonetheless, team reciprocity scales back operations, downscales massively. <coughs> Sorry about that. Okay, we'll get into the next one. So the E-NASCAR iRacing Pro Series Invitational. Really shit long name, but it's uh, an eSports series devised by E-NASCAR in partnership with the uh, racing, sim racing platform iGaming. No, iRacing, sorry. There's too many names and too many I's and E's and shit everywhere. It, it always gets gets into my head, especially on a slow Saturday, you know. But um, yeah, so they, they showed the debut event in the series last weekend and um, almost a million people tuned into it. So Fox Sports, which has got um, Fox, Fox Sports 1 and the Fox Sports app, has taken on the entire Invitational series, so I I don't know how many um how many weeks it goes on for, but it combines uh, real life motorsport racers along with um personalities and such you know I believe and 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 sim racing professionals and racers there. So um let's see if I can find out any more about it. So it just yeah, it's just over the course of the next few weeks, but the fact that Fox Sports has picked it up. And it shows that, well, the reception was great anyway. Over 900,000 people tuned in, you know, it's, it's great. And um, the executive, well, an executive producer for Fox Sports said um, uh, this event has obviously resonated with race fans, gamers, television viewers across the country in a very positive way. We've learned so much in a relatively short period of time and we're excited to expand coverage of this esports series to an even wider audience. <coughs> so they've had a little taste of esports, right? And what can happen if you really merge esports with traditional sports and give it the push that that traditional sports obviously gets on on linear TV and such? And it um it's, it's an exciting time actually. I, I've I've said for a long time sim racing is probably um one of the more likely um kind of sub genres or genres within esports that would um, resonate with fans just because of the crossover. Like you can see. Um, racers going between sim racing and r- real world racing, whatever you want to call it, we'll just call it racing. Um, uh, backwards and backwards and forwards, and then like, practicing in the sim racing environments and stuff, and replicating what goes on on, on the track in, in in person. So it's it's a great thing here. Hopefully, we continue to see the the numbers raise and rise. Like that'd be amazing. Um, because at the moment, this is like a silver lining of all this. It's like okay, yeah, this can live in these can live in harmony together, both NASCAR e- and e NASCAR. And um, if it continues to perform well, then you could see other sports, other titles and such take it up and, and fill some dead air time on, on telly with, with some actual competition instead of just reruns of shit or people talking for 25 fucking hours out of the day, you know. <laughs> so positive, very positive. Obviously, it's the Formula One and Supercars Championship also got their E bollocks going on there, their esports versions. So that, that's an interesting take as well. But it seems like NASCAR is the one at the moment mainly because it has the Fox Sports push, I guess, to really resonate with, with fans outside of esports. Um, and we can expect more of that, I'd say. So next we'll move into Tribe Gaming, which is a mobile-focused esports organisation. There's not too many of them out there, really. Um, but I believe it's North American organisation as well. So it's closed a, a seed funding round, raising um, over 1 mil. So th- they sent out a press release and it was 1.04 million. And later they issued a correction where it was just over 1 mil. So it's 1.04. I thought it was weird that they were that specific with it. Um, and and the notable thing here, besides the fact that it's like mobile mobile esports getting like a significant like push, like 1, one mil is not anything to kind of scoff at, you know. 
But um, so Boston Celtics player Gordon Hayward was part of the round alongside a professional WWE wrestler. I'm going to get his name wrong here, but it's Claudio Castagnoli, I believe, and is Cesaro. Cesaro. I, I don't watch wrestling. I never really have. I'm not that guy. I know of The Rock and like Stone Cold, and that's literally about it. So don't ask me on that. And then um, the um, CEO of Super Evil Megacorp. So like obviously mobile gaming veteran like royalty almost in that scene as well as an angel investor victor crown or crown like the names are not my strong suit when it comes to pronunciation and such but um tribe gaming plans to build a headquarters and a content creation lab in austin texas with with the dosh um and at the moment it competes in clash royale clash of clans brawl stars pubg mobile and call of duty mobile as well so um a major presence in in the like western mobile esports scene obviously mobile is a lot bigger uh, across the pond or such in the east uh in india and such and southeast asia but it's got it's good to see a north american mobile esports organization getting the the support especially from high profile people as well now w- with these things i always like it where say like it's more hands-on like drake would barely seen any- him have anything to do with 100 thieves since he invested and i mean that's fine he just wants to get his money in there and be a co-owner you know but like he i don't know how much they realize that if he put his name to 100 thieves more and put his face out there to 100 thieves more and and cross uh, cross pollinated and and cross promoted there like that would actually build up 100 thieves more and have a better potentially a better return on his investment there but nonetheless i hope i hope we see more of that you know activations involving the investors instead of it's just completely silent or they just tweet out very occasionally like we'll go try the one event that's it like i hope i hope we get more it's more hands-on um but I, I kind of know what to expect at this point. I haven't seen many of these go down. It'll probably be a silent thing. But nonetheless, they've got the DOSH. Hopefully, they can um, build upon it well. And the facility they build isn't just to have something flashy that they can put in a few videos and wow a few people, you know, and get a decent bit of PR. Hopefully, it actually helps the operation of the entire organization go a lot smoother. So, that's a third out of four stories. And then... Uh, a big one if you're into the gambling side of but it has huge ramifications anyway um the nevada gaming control board approved betting on the north american branch of esl pro league for the 11th season um it'll have three wager types which is head-to-head winner of each match and overall season winner so it allows all licensed bookies in nevada to post and accept wages on the tournament under specific conditions um and and yeah, it's just it's, it's it seems to me at least I'm not a betting and gambling expert by any means, um, but it seems like a step towards Nevada actually allowing this shit and and uh, the US being able to bet on esports properly officially, you know, and um, we're not doing too bad over here. Like I can go and bet three six five now or Betway now for example, and and, and place bets on loads of esports, and that's great, but. Um, there's a huge potential market out there for, for esports, especially as the, the audience now, which is quite young, grows in like the next five, ten years and such. But having that, having it now and, and having the foundation built now for when they grow up, but so it's already there instead of them having to like adapt to it later on or like looking for it and never finding it and then and then giving up. Like if, if we get it sooner rather than later, which it kind of appears here if it goes well, um, viewership for the Pro League has been doing decently considering it's online, you know, um, then, then it seems like a really positive move. Um, I know a lot of people are excited for this, though not too many people care about the business side of esports, unfortunately. Still, especially when it comes to like the casual audience, um, it's it's still a, it's still a very positive thing. I feel 
as long as it performs well and, and there's a shit ton of bets on it, so I hope people show out and, and bet on everything that they can at least, uh, sensibly, um, with only money they can afford to potentially lose, you know. I'm not encouraging anything fucking wild like putting your rent money on liquid to win or something, you know. Uh, I definitely won't do that at the moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so potentially more positive news there. I'm not going to harp on too much again though. Um, I just want to wrap this up by hoping everyone is staying safe, washing their hands, staying inside as much as possible, getting some exercise throughout the day, both inside and going for one walk a day or something like that, you know, like following the guidelines that's been, that been set for you by the people above. Um, it's just, it's a very shit time, but gaming will help us get through it, uh, help us get through it, content will help us get through it. Uh, and you know, just, um, looking after each other and looking after ourselves will help like the, the sooner we all just stay in and actually fucking listen to what people are saying, the sooner we'll be out of all this, you know? Um, so if that helps just one person change their mind and think, okay, yeah, I shouldn't be a stupid cunt. Like, I should actually just sit inside, you know, like, and then do what people are saying. I should wash my hands and I should wait to see my friends probably a few months down the line, you know, like, and, and hopefully if we, if everyone changes their mind eventually, we'll, we'll be in a lot better spot because, I mean, we're here in 12 weeks at the moment, but it could be a lot longer. I, I'm more erring towards like four, five, six months at this point. And I mean, I, I've used, I'm kind of used to this lifestyle, but I do want to see friends and family and such, you know, and actually get out there a bit more than one walk a day. But nonetheless, I don't want to ramble too much. I hope you're all doing well. hope you're not too bored. I hope you're getting on with your significant others in your family if, you, if you're around them. Yeah, uh, if you not if you don't get to see them at the moment, just keep in touch with them. You know, like uh, there's more things at play here rather than just esports. So I do want to stress this in this in this series. You know, um, look after yourself, look after other people. I'll catch you next Saturday. Cheers. <laughs>